The Amateur Skeptics present Nautical Woodwinds. As always, the Amateur Skeptics podcast is not safe for work, and pants are optional. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics podcast number 182. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Driving that train high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. And we have Mad Cat. Kneeling for no one and nothing. And Ian. Dude, I'm here. Yay. All right. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. Whispering into that long, hard robot penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are things I really did not know about you, cousin. I really don't <laughs> want to know more. <laughs> how, how can I'm you talking not... about flute playing, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still did not want to know about that. (laughs) All right. Well, and we made it through another apocalypse. So, yay. Everybody lived. Yeah. Well, we think everybody lived. We did. Or is this all an illusion? I don't know. I didn't look that closely into it. I knew it was coming, and I knew that people were out there talking about it. But it's like, I just couldn't couldn't muster up enough interest this time. (laughs) Well, the, the rapture came, and we just all sucked. No one got raptured, and we didn't really notice anything. Uh, now you're echoing. Now you're echoing. Huh. All right. Push on. See what happens. <laughs> so there's another rapture that happened that I completely ignored again? Apparently. Uh, yes. You missed You missed another what, what rapture. Kind of, what kind of apocalypse was it? Uh, hordes of undead? Uh, fireballs? No, we were going to be brushed by we were going to be brushed by Planet X and destroyed. Oh, okay. So this was a, so okay. it was another Nebiru issue, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I just always ignored it. Like in grade nine or, nine 10, or ten, when we had one, I just turned around and ignored everything while everyone else was freaking out, thinking they were going to die. I just found it weird. And, and yet, I remember one time in high school, me and my friends, one of the nights where the world was supposed to end, just got out and drove around randomly. <laughs> like what the hell? Got nothing better to do. Yeah, just a regular day. If you're gonna die, well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mile High Con. Tell us all about it. Oh, Mile High Con is the Denver area um, longest running literary convention. I've been going to it for over 20 years now. I recommend it. A lot of fun. I will be there. I will be on panels. I will be doing all sorts of other activities. I. Highly recommend anyone in the Denver area that's into sci-fi fantasy and wants to meet other local writers to show up. Um, uh, Eric, I can't remember his name again. Is it Aaron or Eric? The, the, um, hold the pause that you're going to be stuck with here, Brian. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, you're talking about the the gentleman who used to co-host our podcast long time ago. Long time. That Eric? No. Oh. No. The, the okay. So the big guest of honor this year is um, Eric Flint. Oh. He did the, um, was it 1652 novels, something like that, but basically a series of novels that a group of modern-day people have been um, transferred back in time and are, are dealing with the adjustments, but you know they have some technology and some knowledge that is, no matter what, going to change time, because it's a whole city. It's not like just a couple people. A whole city, whole city all their all technology, their... everything they had with them back in time. So there's a significant change with all that. You, know, you can't really you can't hide, hide it. You hide can't it. really, you know do anything you know the changes are going to happen so there's some interesting um comments throughout i've, I've read the, his first book and i've read a couple of short stories and it's definitely um you know a fun concept to mess around with so, he, so he's the guest of honor and i will be there 
Okay, the echo is getting bad. I'm not sure where it's coming from, though, because I keep muting myself and it's still echoing, so I don't think it's... Happening. I will mute myself and you guys talk for a bit. And... Okay, we'll see what happens. Okay, well, we're, we're, but we're about to... I think I think we're about to move on to uh, Mad Cat's favorite part of the show. Ah, yes, my favorite as always. <clears throat> we are coming up to Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire Network. Thank you for putting that in there for me. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Amateur Empire. I, I think I, I don't think we network in there too, did we? Is it what? Oh. Empire Network. Empire Network. Media <laughs> ne- Network. <laughs> Anyway, just for anyway. you, because Ashes <laughs> so, to Ashes, Dust to Dust, you better use it, or, well, apparently your vagina will rust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ian, tell me, why should women jump at every opportunity to have sex with me? <laughs> uh, well, I think that might be, a, even if you have a pretty good um, endurance, I think that might be a bit much to want every woman, but every woman you meet and are trying to flirt with, Maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, however, okay, so apparently there is an actual thing called a depressed vagina. Basically, what it is is atrophy of the vagina. Well, wait, hold on. And there's the two different things. I, 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 there's I, I, a vaginal atrophy and there's things. a depressed vagina. They're two different things. No, depressed vagina is a thing. Women, okay, yeah. They're they're two different things. Yes, there's the depressed vagina and then there's the vaginal atrophy, which okay. is what this what this is talking about. I'm not. I, I I I haven't read about the depressed vagina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is vagina. Do they take vagina I don't know. Uh, um. What it is is oh, basically okay. a thinning of the vaginal walls, and apparently it can be quite painful. <coughs> um. But it's easily treatable. Uh. Because um. One of the ways to make sure your um vagina doesn't get thinned out is to keep blood flow going to it regularly. Um. The next part's not um surprise you then by that logic the way to keep blood flow going to it regularly is to stimulate it regularly uh being sexually active the um it goes into the fact that that doesn't mean you necessarily have to find a partner sorry dumbass though but women can actually <laughs> keep the vaginas healthy on their own you know the idea basically is it does actually if you don't use it you're gonna lose it kind of deal if, if you're having problems down there with it thinning start masturbating more regularly or get an active sex life but it, you know, it's one of those okay not too surprising thing really if you think about it yeah so basically what and the 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 solution here was climax it was specifically yeah. so what if what if a woman doesn't climax easily or has never climaxed how how do, how how would this how how do how are they going to be able to solve this problem uh, i don't think it goes into that does it i don't think so either um, because basically, saying uh, if if you are have problems climaxing, and are experienced this, you probably need to see a therapist and get um, some advice. I, I think the article goes on to say that if you are having difficulty climaxing, you're supposed to call a number one eight hundred call dumbass. <laughs> yes, I, and I used it last night, I and I know it works. That's it. So I've been reading up on this whole depressed depressed vagina thing. Okay. Um, they don't know what causes it. 
They think it's to do with the nerves surrounding the vulva, but uh, this seems like very, very, it seems like very, very fuzzy, like even more nebulous than, than the. Yeah. It seems even more nebulous than trying to diagnose fibromyalgia. Yay. Got it. Okay. Well, well, the article itself about the um, vagina atrophy goes into the fact that you're not getting um, oxygen down there to help clean out the toxins that can build up if you don't have good um, blood flow, and that's what causes um, the issues generally. So, well, aren't you supposed to clean out the toxins by sticking jade eggs or blood <laughs> or something up there or uh, wasp nest? Uh, yeah, I thought it was wasp, wasp nest. nest. Um, I don't think it needs to be that complicated. You don't think that, but those are good things to do, right? And I would um, include vaginal yeah, steaming in that. Podcast. What's that? What's that? <laughs> not according to our past podcast. Oh, I was going to say, I would That's also include it. vaginal steamings. I think that that is also <laughs> a, another way to keep things clean down there. And wrinkle free. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Make sure that thing is pressed. I never listened to the, to our past podcast. I don't trust those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy shit. There's the key right there. It is, if your vagina is pressed, it cannot be depressed. Uh, there solved. we go. Solved. So vaginal steaming is the answer. Well, you could also get uh, Selexa or Wellbutrin or whatever depression medications there are out there. Well you, well, you could try something scientific. Yes, you, you could do that. But first, I think I would try some woo, and I think vaginal steaming. That's easier and cheaper. <laughs> I don't know if it's cheaper. Mm. Uh, okay. Depending. Semen contaminated don't, flute. Don't say try some woo, Ryan. That's racist. Oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, dumbass is already offered and volunteered. No reason to send them to us. <laughs> Listen, first I would talk to Dr. Gwyneth Paltrow. What's she a doctor of? Yeah, those words all together just make me want to vomit. And she's not a doctor of anything. She's never called herself a doctor either. I, I'm the only one who's ever called her doctor. I, and and I was lying. I, it was fake news. Now I'm disappointed. Okay. <laughs> semen contaminated flute might have been given to child California school officials warn what flutes to children yeah to flutes to children children plural plural children this is not good what is what is going on here it's hard to they, they don't actually have any real details about uh I assume this is just Apparently, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some guy, they're not releasing any names. This is in uh, some school districts in Southern California um, are having uh, these uh, flutes that were distributed through a nonprofit uh, music program. Uh, they're recalling them um, because there's been allegations that the someone who was distributing the flute had contaminated them with uh, semen. Okay, they're using uh, no semen as a verb, What they? At one, at, at least one district uh, specified that those flutes could have been semen. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah, you're right. One of, uh, one of those fluids could have been semen. So wait, okay, I guess. So the whole flute. They're thinking multiple fluids now. The, so those like fluids. Maybe... Those fluids could have been. Okay, wait. Spe- specified that those Oh, fluids could have been semen. Yeah. So there could have been something else in there. I guess so. Well, that could have. Or also they might. Been or they could have been something else. It could have been saliva because we are talking flutes and recorders. Yeah, I mean, like saliva, you expect to get a little saliva on flutes and stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, like they they have like a cleaning process for them for that and stuff. Okay. I, I so. think that the only flutes that are likely to be contaminated with semen are skin flutes. So anyway, um, there, I guess there's some allegations that this guy masturbated on some flutes. Uh, I don't know uh, how that allegation came about. If somebody caught him red-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Real mature guys. Penis handed, white handed, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, how about uh, slick handed? Slick handed, oh man. So, how, how many flutes was it? I'm better. It doesn't, it doesn't even say. Doesn't even say. I mean, uh, was he just going uh, going around like spraying like a whole bunch of them? <laughs> yeah, the details on all that are like non. It, it, it's like someone said it, they think it happened, is what it almost seems like, and everyone's reacting to it. There's nothing that said there was any actual evidence of it. Yeah, the, yeah it could have been semen. So there's an allegation, but I mean, th- this is something that a DNA lab can can sort out for us fairly quickly, I imagine, right? I mean, we yeah, we can... and a simple solution of sterilizing them all. Well, yeah. well but I mean, it, people somebody... still probably wouldn't accept them. Hey, yeah. you know that uh, if, if you, you know were that you think it might be contaminated, sterilize it. <laughs> yeah, it can be clean, but. But yeah. the bigger issue here is that if they do have semen in there and, and somebody intentionally masturbated on flutes and then sent them out to kids, it's criminal, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. But, but there's no there's no evidence. Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. there's no evidence presented here. Yeah, presented here. I would like to put a piece of evidence into the mix here. You know that uh, if there's a fetish for it, there's a page somewhere on the internet for that fetish. <laughs> so I did a search for flute fetish. And all I'm getting is like, all I'm getting is like Native American artwork. So apparently, there is no flute fetish. There will be in a few minutes. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> but even if you don't think the semen on it, if your kid's given a flute by someone, probably best to sterilize it to begin with, anyways. Yep. Sure. Well, put flute sex. It has a different connotation altogether. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the pictures of the flutes well, that was, like that, PVC that was one time and bamboo yeah. flutes. So, and these are these are PVC and bamboo flutes, and they look they're they're thicker than uh, 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 metallic flutes that you'd uh, normally see. I think. Yeah. And I, I guess uh, I don't know how it works. Whether you could be you probably be able to like separate one segment, and then I guess you could stick your penis inside and use it that way. Uh, but Mad Cat, as far as flute sex you're talking about goes, that was only that one time in band camp. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, look up. Uh, they do have how to make carrot flutes. So if they are careful and they don't use the other flutes, they can always make a carrot flute for the kids. <laughs> and now I'm ignored. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about this story. I Until, until somebody actually... I mean, I think somebody is allegedly claiming that it's semen, but but you that know, doesn't mean anything. It, it, it chances are, if the flute has been used before, what is contaminating it is probably going to be saliva, and Occam's razor is not going to go semen on that. <laughs> no, it could be that somebody thought, caught the guy, you know, having having sex with one flute, and uh, like he was maybe he wasn't going to. Uh, uh, put it back and uh, let it get distribute it to children. Who knows? Let's not forget what Pastor Manning would tell us about this situation: is that the semen was put in there so that when the kids are playing the flute, it will give them the false impression that they're having a good time playing the flute. Yep. 
But it's possible that the, the flutes were played by somebody who had been drinking Starbucks, and that's how the salmon got into it. There you go. <laughs> and now we've closed the circle. I think so. I think we're done. We're done it's with that story. It's the circle of life. All right. Sure. Conservatives say rainbow flags are just as oppressive as the Confederate statues. statues. Okay. Wow, that is for a piece of, of logic. For all of you who have been living under a rock for um, the last few so months. Um, sorry, hold on. Let me just stop this. Okay, sorry. I, had, I was just stopping Kellyanne Conway from, you know, continuing. What? I was just saying I, I was stopping Kellyanne Conway from, from, you know, continuing because there's autoplay on the damn thing. Oh. Videos should never autoplay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. <clears throat> so for all of you who have been living under a rock for the last few months, here in the U.S. of A., we have recently had some issues over the Confederate flag and Confederate statues being removed. I know we've talked about it some in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to go into too much detail here. But and to those um, of you who have been living under a rock, nice rock. Can I join you? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a bad place to be in this day and age? <laughs> but um, so here we have a Fox News segment where we have conservatives comparing the rainbow flag that is being used by the LGP, LGBT. the LGBT community to signify unity and bringing everyone together um, as being the same kind of thing as um, statues erected to Confederate soldiers, which honor the Confederate soldiers, which we all know the Confederacy, whatever they want to claim, it was about the state's rights to have slavery. So somehow unity is the same thing as promoting slavery. Okay, so well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe it, maybe that's not the way they intended it. Maybe they're trying to say that the Confederate statues were about states' rights to have gay marriage and gay sex. <laughs> no, probably but not. Though what they did say is that the, that in this video, the woman that is presenting, I think it was this, um, makes the claim that the that the Confederate flag and the rainbow flag. Are, are represent the same thing and that the idea that a certain group is is not welcome but there is a big difference between those two groups number one <laughs> you well know? you know even if it was true um are there actual you know state flagpoles flying the rainbow flag no no absolutely not not at the no, state level no. yeah no this is this so is... It, 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 even even if they even if they were equivalent this isn't the same thing it's no. not even the same ballpark it's not yeah, even the well, same no. sport I mean, the the idea of the rainbow flag is unity, and if anyone doesn't want to be part of that unity, that's their choice. Yeah, but which is completely but, the opposite of saying, "Listen, we have to separate ourselves from the blacks because they're an inferior species." You 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 or do understand the end that to to oppress the conservatives, you have to unite against them because that way they can't oppress you, and not being able to oppress you oppresses them. You re, you I'm do understand that, right? I'm pretty sure they think that way, yes. I'm pretty sure that's that was on Rush Limbaugh's book. Actually, I would kind of hope that someone who is uh, presenting the news would actually know what exactly is behind the reasoning of a flag before speaking their mind about it. But that's certainly just a simple condensation about a belief. However, it's also 
influenced by ignorance. It, it depends on whether that news happens to have a a small dog-like animal with a long bushy tail in front of it. Wait, that I'm sorry, that's true. that is not pronounced Fox News. I'm sorry, it's pronounced <clears throat> faux. I, I misunderstood the French pronunciation. It's pronounced <laughs> faux news. I see. Well, you know, it's it, it's all mood anyway because it's, it's a just faux pas. about like. The government is not sponsoring the rainbow flag. They were sponsoring these statues. Yeah. That's right. all and that really needs to be said just about being that. Moved. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, but of course, the conservative saying this is basically saying that it's it's the rainbow flags are because of the leftist agenda. Which and that's what not. it all that's what it all really boils down to. True. Which means they do not know the background or what exactly the flag actually is for. Well, it, it doesn't it. it they, they don't. It doesn't have any white in it. That's the thing that bothers. <laughs> oh, it might have some black and blue. Yeah, they. Yep. That that wasn't. I mean, the, their their point is to try and slander a certain community. I mean, they, yeah. and and True and enough. they know and they know that the Confederate flag. These people know that even even the ones that are that are sanctioning it know that it's a re, that it's a repress, repressive flag, right? And it's about repression. And so if they if they can paint with a broad enough brush to make it sound like these LBGTQ communities are about repression, then they, I mean, they've won with their audience. True enough. You so. make people believe whatever you want them to believe. It doesn't matter what truth is. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. We completely disagree that this this idea that they're the same thing. One is actually about inclusion, but you but you are excluded from that community if you're a bigot. And yeah. and Mac, I think that you were making the point earlier that um that you're being bigoted by by preventing by by trying to quiet the guys that are bigots. Yeah, yeah, that is the point that I was making. Right, and and, it, and it's you're pretty, you're oppressing them by not allowing them to oppress you. Yeah, well, then then I say that it, it then it's okay to um you know repress certain groups and make them slaves. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. But it, it's very much okay. Can for I us have to, slaves if they're not black? Uh, you know, that's between you and them, I suppose, right? I, you know, I, I, I'm going to probably voice a very unpopular opinion here, but I'm pretty sure that in terms of just just entertainment value and culture, I don't think the Nazis would, as slaves, would give us what the black slaves have given us to the culture. You know, the the black slaves, in order to keep themselves sane while they were enslaved, came up with some amazing, some amazing music, some amazing, amazing food, amazing culture. You know, the only thing the Nazis have ever given us was the sound of music. (laughs) No, but if, if my, if, if the, I guess, left standing up and telling, you know, these people that, that, that it's not okay for them to try and repress, uh, uh, you know, a, a people, is is repressing them, then I, I guess I have to accept that that you know that repression is being okay, right? It, if that's really what it is, it's not repression. Well, but but that that is what we're hearing from them. Yeah, maybe you know? they consider it a repression for others initiate a concept upon them in which they do not appreciate. I I consider it repression that I don't have a an unlimited bank account and space for all the toys that I want to collect. I go there. I, I agree with you. That's that's a good point. I think that's repression. I, I think we need to have a flag. <laughs> Whoa. Would it have army soldiers on it? No money sucks. Money sucks. No money sucks. 
not money sucks, but no money sucks. Yeah, I, you you guys have to understand that uh, I am actually I've been diagnosed as being trans financial. That mm. uh, my bank account is of a of of a less than average amount, but I actually identify as somebody much much wealth. <laughs> Let's talk about somebody oh, wealthier. Let, let's just I move on to talk about somebody let's wealthier. Let's talk about NASA. <laughs> let's talk about NASA. What was that, dumbass? What, did, what were you saying? I said I, I said I sexually identify as a pile of money. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying for that uh, helping women deal, huh? Uh, <laughs> so, oh, and so I invite I, I invite all the other piles of money to uh, come have sweet sweet intercourse with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> That might not be a small group. That that you know, <laughs> dumbass. You know who? You know what? Uh, what kind of a group you're going to attract with that claim? Cartoon ducks with Scottish accents. It's a it's a very specialized fetish. <laughs> that is my fetish. Okay. <laughs> or français squirrels that love uh, no, skunks that like to chase you. <laughs> Pepe le pew. Le pew. Okay, so we we actually uh, I. Maybe Ian was gone when we covered this story, but we actually did talk about the conspiracy uh, theory that NASA's conspiracy theory. So basically, um, when when Alex Jones's guest, be specific, was going off about how it, and this a is sex interesting. Slave that, on Mars. That, that, a sex right, slave colony on do, Mars. Do the math with me. Child yes. sex slaves. Right. That yeah. these Child. that these children were put on a twenty year trip to Mars to become child <laughs> slaves. After twenty years. Would we still consider them children, number one? Well, that was one thing that I, I was thinking. Well, they're no longer children. They're just adult slaves now, I would think. Well, maybe it was a generational. <laughs> maybe the maybe they sent the adults to have child slaves and and have child slaves five years old when they when they reach Mars. It, it is interesting that they that, that you know, this, this well, interesting, frightening, that this guy basically says that the pedophilia is basically to get certain chemicals going in the blood so that they can extract the blood and extract the chemical and use that as um, a, as an anti-aging solution, essentially. And that makes as much sense as us having a colony on Mars right now. So. Exactly. So You know, yeah. the, the thing about conspiracy theories is that the that more you have to use, well, no, the more you have to use to explain the, the workings and the reasons behind it, the less sense they make as time goes by. <laughs> so, you know, let's let's start with point one. NASA has a child sex slave colony on Mars. It took them 20 years to get the children there. Okay? So, in order to explain child slaves after a 20-year trip, we have to make the, the ship to be a generation. So, we've complicated already. Well, why would they have child slaves? They would have child slaves on Mars. No, they don't have child slaves, Captain. And I mean, like, why, why would you go to the effort to put a child slave ring on Mars when you, when you can just, like, do a child sex slave ring, like, in the basement of a pizza place? Apparently, the chemicals that extend the, uh, that slow the aging process extract better in the reduced gravity. Well, he Mars. never said that. Uh, he, he never said that. He just said well, that's where yeah, they put I'm the colony. And the other I'm, problem I'm is... Helping, is I am helping make it a better conspiracy theory. Shut up. Well, let me do this. Well, but here's let the problem: that if it takes twenty years uh, to get to Mars for them, so somehow they made a six-month trip take six years. I, I, so what? Twenty. Okay. Twenty years. Sorry. No, the, the trip itself would not take twenty years. It takes six well, months. No. It's a no, six-month. See, they missed. An, they missed an on-ramp. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, so. Oh. 
so that one did go downtown. So yeah, they missed an on ramp. They hooked a left around Jupiter once they realized that they were lost. Yeah, that that would give you the twenty years. Okay, so, so go died. go down to the comments. The, the comments what I'm are more interesting here because we've already done the story. We 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 we've already said we've already said. Oh, okay. So Alex Thanks, Jones, yeah. the, the first one says, Alex Jones never said there were child slaves on Mars. Uh, it was the caller. The caller did. Fake news. Well, okay, whatever. He didn't, he didn't, he, he did, not, he did not say, he said that he didn't know about, about a colony on Mars. But what he did know is that there were, that there were alien human chimeras on Earth. So, so I don't, I don't know that what he said is any better or worse, but. More interesting is um, if you look down here, one of the guys says, guys, Alex Jones had admitted that he is a character. He had to admit this a few months ago. Uh, what what he said on the show is mostly just onion-esque satire. So um, I'll accept the bit about chemicals in the water that turned frogs gay. A few years back, he was actually right about that one. Uh, uh, okay. We can we, we can look that up later. So here here's here's the the piece I love that I this find this one from Dan Gilbert. Okay, go ahead. I've always wondered about this. How do conspiracy theorists group online? They usually sort of collect conspiracy theories, so it's pretty unlikely any one set of theories will match up exactly with anybody else's. It's a shame, really, or they'd be able to do something with those damned Illuminati space Jew lizard men that run everything. <laughs> So I, I, ha- I, I have a uh, – this is from Fox.com. So a while back, Alex Jones was involved in a in a custody battle with his wife. And she wanted to decide where the kids lived, and he wanted to decide where the kids lived. And Wait. That- was his choice Mars? I hope I'm not. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. It's a fair question. Hmm. It's not a fair question <laughs> because he never agreed to the colony on Mars in the first place. Only his guests did. That's right. Although he, you know, you can we can point out that he did um, host that guest and viewpoint <laughs> with um, an alarming lack of skepticism. He is complicit. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. I, I do agree with Stephen Renwick. I, I do agree that Alex Jones is definitely a character. Okay. This so so basically that his lawyers were attempting to make the claim that. He, that what he did on his show was a character and it was satire. And the, this, this is the response. I'm going to play this. It's only 30 seconds. This is the response from Alex Jones in all of its glory. Because we're all on the screen actor scale. This is all fake. I love the media everywhere says, Jones says he's an actor. Yeah, if I dress up like the Joker and act all crazy and say crazy stuff, it's called satire. So I believe everything I'm basically saying. I believe in my message. I don't believe things literally I say as a satire like i say oh i agree with the globalist humanity's evil blow the planet up that's called satire and then i literally have the government others saying do you want to blow the planet up i'm saying no i'm being sarcastic about your recklessness but but my message i believe in the overall message of freedom lower taxes you know classical liberalism and the control right control left on one paul so what did he just he, say there when did when did he dress up like the joker <laughs> i, I guess he's just saying stuff? that he he doesn't mean everything he says literally yeah that's essentially what he's saying. That he 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 believes in his message, but the rest of it is is satire. Satire. So he is kind of. So he basically is admitting that he essentially here that he's playing a character, but he's not. So it's you know. So it is very much a 
he was very, very fuzzy on what he believes and what he doesn't believe. Yeah. He, well, he says he believes his basic message, and but that he doesn't believe what he says. He, well, he he said both um, that he was and was not. You know, what, it, it's amazing how he was able to say that. It's like it is satire, unless what I say um, seems really extreme. And while I believe in what I'm saying, I'm not saying I don't believe in what I'm saying because it's satire. That's exactly what he just said. He said so a lot of words. Of, he was kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. So he yeah. he yeah uh, he was he you was, know I kind if you're talking out of both of, sides of your little, mouth. Okay, hold on, Mac. I, Mac. I, I kind of play a play a character here, and I often say things that I don't mean for satirical purposes because I mean the exact opposite. Right. Okay. And I'm kind of coming from that the, from the opposite direction. I play a character here, and I often say things that I I don't mean for literal purposes, but basically I'm satirical. But when he says, "I know that there are animal alien chimeras." The created by the government running around. That doesn't sound like satire to me. Yeah. It sounds like Wasn't he's... Wasn't there human in that? Human, alien, chimeras. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He left it so open that he could label whatever he wants satire. <laughs> uh, that, that's exactly what he said. It's like, well, if, if it seems too extreme, then it's probably just satire, and you're not quite getting my humor. And he left it open like that so that he could just write off whatever he wants. So, no, no, no. If um. And that was a satire. You didn't get my joke. And, yep. you know, it, 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 it's a sad double play to make sure that he could try and um, act as if, he, uh, you know, he is making more sense than he does. And you see, like us here on the, when we go into character and do satire, it's kind of obvious that we're doing it. We're not making it sound like we're being serious. We're not making it sound like, oh, yeah, we believe in that crap. We're pretty much making it quite clear. Yeah, this is absurd. And. Yep. Just stop. Stop right now. I'm going to drive over to your house and kill you. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Did, did you not get my joke? I, I'm sorry. Um, no, I think that... <laughs> my brain went blue screen. <laughs> I, I, I think that generally that's right. When when we say stuff that's satire, it's easier It's easier because we, we do make the points of what we do actually believe um, uh, much of the time. So when we when we say something contrary, you know, well, like, like, you know, you know enjoying we, semen. We actually, it's obvious. We actually know what we believe and we are good at satire. <laughs> Um, <laughs> whereas be. in the case of Alex Jones, he's either extremely bad at satire, maybe you should take some online classes, you know, maybe get a, maybe get an instructor, um, or, or else he's just using the convenient excuse that if you don't like something he said, or don't believe, don't agree with something he said, then it was satire. But so, if you agree with him, then it wasn't. Okay. So the, so he, his, um, his wife's attorneys made the opposite case that, that he really is the paranoid guy that you see on the on the screen, and ultimately the jury sided with her, and he, and she was she was awarded um, the she was I guess, did she get custody I think she got custody um, of, okay. of the kid so he lost then, in court so is he satire then or not? I take back everything I just said apparently <laughs> he is good at because <laughs> he was very believable well and so I mean even and even the person writing the article. Um, Said that they see they surveyed Infowars audience members last week. Many of them told me they tuned into Jones for independent information, new perspectives from the mainstream media they no longer trust. Um, one fan replaced NPR with Infowars. They listened to Jones because he uh, tapped into something Donald Trump also identified in the last election. 
Um, People want yeah. a different kind of news. I, I think that what what they tapped into. I think what they What's tapped that? in. That's Cappy. Wanting a sunflower seed. Right. I'm taking care of it. I think what they tapped into starts with S and ends with two bit. So what is saying the erosion of faith and intuition? They identified in the last. So so basically Donald Trump identified in the last election the erosion of faith and intuition. So. Ultimately, I, I it, don't know if it's the erosion. Of, I don't know if it's the erosion of faith and intuition so much as it's the erosion of faith in evidence-based evidence-based information. Oh no, the erosion of faith in institutions. Institutions. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes way more sense. Hmm. If, if if you read if you read the word as they writ as they written it, it's better. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it does make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. But there's a- he is entertaining, whether you whether you like his message or not. You know, you he he is entertaining. Yeah. But it's people the fact that, that people take him seriously that's scary. But then again, do people take him seriously? I mean, certainly there's this that he has a following of people that watch him. But uh, I, I, I think people do. I, I that, that's one of the scary things. I think there's enough people that take him and people like him seriously that. You know, they are one of the bigger problems in this world is that there are people that want to believe all that stuff and want to really get in. I, I, uh, you know, I, I've listened to some of him. Um, there was the, uh, oh, Pass Assault. That was, um, what's his name? Coach D, Coach Gavin Meyer, I think his name is. Um, he, he goes into some of these conspiracies as well. I mean, he has a following and he has, um, his co hosts that come in and they talk about the same kind of things. Um, there is a, a growing group that seems to really go for this kind of stuff. Well, here, here's the thing is that like, yeah, people like my you know, mother. I do know a number of people who listen to Alex Jones and these other kind of things just because they love hearing the wacky and wild, crazy theories and they don't agree with them. It, yeah, wouldn't it sure. be funny if like it, it just, I think it would just be awesome if that was the majority of his audience. That would be that funny. would be awesome, yeah. but you know, <laughs> but my, my... I, I think some people actually do believe it because they. It is possible that like there has been an erosion yeah. in belief in what's been told on TV and the news in the first. Therefore, you know, things like that saying that there's these problems. Yeah, of course, I don't think it's his entire audience that uh, doesn't no. believe no. it. But no, but Mac and I have have an ex coworker who I think I brought up last week. Who does he? He's he's the kind of guy who believes this stuff. My mom believes a lot of this kind of crap. I don't know if she believes mm-hmm. all of it. I don't, you know, but some of the, but she's she has a um a tendency to you know to to gravitate towards these conspiracy theories. It's possible too that there's been enough things that have happened which have not been um properly construed to the public that people when people do make up things that it's interesting and it keeps people. More interesting. I mean, a lot of mo- a lot of people are just heads over heels over some kind of gossip that something's wrong. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Is it satire to yell fire in a crowded? Day? No, that is stupid <laughs> and <laughs> illegal. So this uh, about uh, two thirds of the way down in the article about the child custody battle. Okay. Take for instance the so-called Pizzagate scandal last year. Right. Jones often talks about the pedophile rings that elites are helping to organize, and his suggestion that Hillary Clinton was running out of running one out of a pizza restaurant in Washington D.C. was the reason a man walked into that shop with a gun last year, threatening to kill. Exactly. That's that's yelling fire in a crowded. Yep, and yep. that's yep. not 
funny. Well, and it costs a lot of damage. I mean, because yeah. because people actually believe what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys showed up with guns. I I think that they talked that guy down. If I, if memory serves, I believe they talked that guy down to a peaceful resolution. But somebody walking into a pizza shop with a gun threatening to shoot people is generally speaking going to either kill every employee in the pizza place or it's going to kill the guy with the gun right yeah depending upon who shoots first and people are naive enough to believe something to do that but it's you know people want to believe things too one of the problems is that that information is easier to understand and digest than the healthcare debate that's currently going on in congress that is real news oh god right and and so i think that that part of it is that real news is complicated and stuff like this makes it seems to make it simple. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. You simplify things and it's a lot easier for many more people to accept and understand it. Um, it's in any ass going to the thesaurus all the time. <laughs> all right. We ready? Especially since they're extinct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Their arms, were, their arms were too short. That's why. Speaking of extinct, yep. you want to talk about ghosts? Sure. All right. Oh, actually, do we want to jump back because we skipped over Bigot Jackassery of the Reek? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I, I, I did wait. skip that, didn't I? Yes. Let's go back to the. Let's go back to the bigots. So okay. So you. Uh, <sighs> oh yeah. How did I end up skipping this? So, uh, U.S. Air Force chaplain says Christians who tolerate other religions serve Satan. Okay, Ian, defend this man. I don't think I can. Um, I, I uh, well, has he considered possibly converting to Islam? Because that attitude is more accepted over. There. So yeah, Captain Sonny Hernandez, who is a chaplain in the U.S. Air Force. Um, the stuff he's been okay. He took the oath. He took the oath to defend the Constitution to protect the Constitution. To, uh, you know, he had to in order to get to um to be in the Air Force to begin with. But now both me and Brian found these articles talking about him basically telling Christians that you need to put God above the Constitution. Okay, to to be fair, I I had to go and find the original source article because you didn't source the article that all this comes from. Um, And actually, I still didn't get that in here, did I? Uh, You have an article. No, I I have a Huffington Post article, but I have the original article from Bob Wire um, that, that, um, that, I mean, because if you're going to... I mean, if you're going to read the commentary on this, you've got to read the original. And right. Good be- point. believe me, yeah. uh, it, it's as I, bad I'm as it sounds. I'm just going to throw forth a theory here that maybe he just doesn't understand the Constitution because he doesn't have time to read it because he's too busy defending No, it. he understands it purpose, per- perfectly. But no, yeah. he um, absolutely but understands ba- Basically, it. what he's doing is he's trying to tell the other Christians in the armed forces that um, they need to not promote religious freedom. But instead, be um, telling everyone that the um, serving Satan if they're not a good Christian, if they're not following the Christian faith, and he, he's straight out saying that. And um, it's his Christian the, faith. Let, let's let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, he Christian is a Christian, faith. but it's a particular type of Christian. I'm thinking that's possibly um, because of the statement. Isn't one of the uh, not statement, but isn't one of the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not uh, value other uh, false gods. No. Thou shalt have no god before me. That that's oh yeah, the Ten yeah. Commandments. Yes, before thyself. So they were talking right. about. There's anything god, the about God after real. him though. <laughs> yeah, you can worship. You got to worship as the highest god, but some of the other gods you can worship too. Why not? Yeah, but 
maybe that's one of the things that he's looking at because a lot of people do look at that as you don't believe anything except for that specific faith at all. all right. Okay. Ian, continue telling us about this lovely man. Well, so yeah, um, he, he's spreading that the message of um, anti every religion except for his um, specific Christian faith. Um, he's um, well, that's that's nothing really new. There yeah. have always been. Yeah, no, that's typical. He, he went into um, the acceptance of transgenders, apparently. Saying yeah, no he said that they thing. don't exist. They, they, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's one of those things where basically he comes out and is saying that in some reason, in some level, you could almost see this as being um, treasonous. He's basically come out and saying, listen, it doesn't matter what your superior officers are telling you. I'm telling you that if you support uh, what was like, support or accommodate evil, um, you're being part of it. And oh. he's saying that it is evil to not be exactly like him, <laughs> basically. If so, there's no such thing as transgenderism, then I guess there's no problem. Yeah. So there's definitely a level here of insubordination and treason, even. Like I said, he, he's going against his superior officers and such with this. Okay. And the thing is, you know, he, he, there's been complaints being put out for some time now. It, it, a couple of years, it said, I think, at the beginning of the article. Um, you know, it, it's not like this is a brand new thing. The, the people have been saying, hey, listen, this guy's crossing the line. And it's one of those things that um, often gets ignored within the military because there is a... Pro- um, prevalence of Christianity kind of running things. So it, it's, you know, one of those messed up things that I don't think I want this guy out there defending my rights because he doesn't seem to care about my actual rights. So he is a captain in the, um, it says armed forces, but I'm pretty sure it was a, that it was an Air Force Air base. Force, yeah. And he's a, for the reserve. So um, I... I uh, he doesn't and, seem all that reserved. No. The, so uh, Christians in the armed forces will have to uh, will have their faith tested on many occasions. This is important since Christians are commanded to examine themselves. And so he cites uh, one of these is Corinthians. I don't know CF two and COR, which I think is Corinthians thirteen five. What is CF anyway? Uh, to see if they're if their professing professing Christianity is true or false and violated, vitivated, vitivated, vit, Oh boy. Where are you? Somebody want to correct me there? This is the first. So I'm. So this is on the Bob Wire article. This is. These are his words. Oh, the one you just added. Vitiated. Vitiated. I don't know that. I don't want. That's why you can't do uh, that. Spool or impair the quality or effective of. Okay. Well, the guy knows words. So it's or false and visited. Counterfeit Christians in the armed forces will appeal to the Constitution and not Christ. Go on. Which means they have no accountability for their souls. Wait. So, uh, and they have no local church home, which means they have no accountability for their soul. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Which is why so many professing Christians serve members will say. We support everybody's right to practice faith regardless if they worship a God different from ours because the Constitution protects that right. So that's where he's saying that these are um, counterfeit Christians that, 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 that are giving that line there that because they're protecting the Constitution. So you're taking the Constitution over your faith at that point is, um, is what he's saying. But my understanding is that when you become a military soldier that you are 
defending the Constitution. Isn't that part of the oath? That, that, yeah, that's yes. the pledge you take. Not to, um, the pledge is not about, hey, I'm going to um, live up to my obligations to Christ. My The, the pledge is I will um, defend the Constitution and you know make sure that the, the principles of it are um, allowed to take place in the world, in the United States. So, and you know to basically be saying, no, 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 ignore the Constitution— is kind of a messed up message. So he says, I thought the pledge was, I'm going to hold big guns and make things go floaty. <laughs> so the the next piece here that he says, Christians serve, Christian, yeah, Christian, Christianity serves members who openly profess and support the rights of Muslims, Buddhists, and other anti Christian worldviews to practice their religion because the language of the Constitution permits it, are grossly in error and deceived. This article will explain a few reasons why. So he he defends it right from his worldview as we go through this, and it just gets more terrible as you go through. But um, in particular, Mikey Weinstein from the military uh, military religious freedom foundation MTFF. Uh, it sounds right. Um, he took he took particular exception to um, one piece that he said. That is extremely convoluted. So, somebody else want to read this other than me? <laughs> I'll t- I'll, I'll Which do part it. are you talking about? Therefore, if military chaplains are criticized by individuals for not accommodating all service members and are told to resign from the military since they cannot care for all, just ask them this question. Does the free exercise of religion reply to all, apply to all service members or only service members whose beliefs concur with yours? If the response is military chaplains must provide for all or they are not fit to serve, they are now guilty of violating their own criteria of providing for all since they are establishing a religion that requires every service member to accommodate evil, even if their sincerely held convictions prohibit them from doing so. However, if they respond to the question by saying that the free exercise of religion is for all, simply tell them, thank you very much. So it's a very, very convoluted logic. Oh, yeah, extremely. And it's a lot of circular logic as well. Mm -hmm. Um, This idea that basically this idea that if you say that everybody can, can practice as they wish, that somehow you're repressing somebody else who says that, no, you have to practice this specific way or you're not or, or you're or you're uh, promoting Satan it is is the same kind of bullshit logic that, you know, that they were try- using to try and to, to create the idea that the rainbow flag is as repressive as the Confederate flag. Yep. It's the same piece and- of logic right here. If the military is promoting Satan, I was I would hope that it's on merits of service, <laughs> and not you know not for some sort of nepotistic reason. So, well, you could take some to hell in a handbasket. So, Mikey Weinstein from the Military Religious Freedom Foundation has filed several complaints about against this guy, and I guess that there it seems what he's saying here seems to indicate that there is a ongoing um, investigation. But he has not been um, sanctioned or anything for what he has done. Instead, he is he has been receiving awards um, for his service. Uh, he gives a list here of things that he's something about you know uh, most honored. He's being anyway. He's been given several commendations for his service, even despite these these things that he is saying. And Mikey Weinstein continues, you know, to to bring up charges. I guess not charges, but complaints. Yeah, there's complaints from back. When he was mentioning about 
women not being able to women being um he received so a pastor or something right okay that so yes he, so the and then uh, saying that we're uh, uh showing uh a fighting attitude towards that's right women are not called to be pastors pastors is what he said mm-hmm. um the award that he received was the company grade officer of the year i don't, I don't know what that is so hmm. so there the, the air force is just letting this go and he continues to basically they're saying you're fine go yeah. ahead sounds like he's got a superior that likes him oh I, I i imagine he does i'm confused why we have chaplains anyway why we don't just have therapists it it seems Tradition. like yeah i but well that's not a good reason that part confuses me why why we ha- still have military chaplains. It seems like they should just it's, be replaced. It's very it's very simple, Brian. I don't understand why you're confused about it. <laughs> it's because it's because Mulcahy was in every show and Friedman <laughs> only showed up upon occasion. Uh and Friedman was very uh nasty too when he wanted He could be. Yep. He could be. I don't know. Andy, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Mm, nope. I think I, I I think I absorbed your segment there. I went deep for the mash reference. Yes, you did. But, you know, I remember remember. that they had a chaplain. I did not remember his name. Father Mulcahy, played by William Christopher, ended up uh, deaf at the end of the war. All right. Let's go into sexual diversity because that's been in here the longest. Sexual dimorphism? Oh, yeah. Dimorphism. Been in here. Actually, I read read this earlier as sexual dysphoria, and I thought, oh, we're going to go into that? That's a heavy topic. But well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Okay. <laughs> but sexual dimorphism is just, you know, the difference between uh, sexes within the same uh, species. And it can be anything from boobs or no boobs on men and, you know, the tail for the peacock, whereas the female is just this little plain looking thing, which is usually something that yeah. is very uh, bird uh, set, uh, birds have a lot to do with that. So we see actually, a lot of... uh, actually, in most of the Conyers species, there's no sexual dimorphism. That's true. It's yes, not in every bird true. species. Cannot... A lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Usually, with songbirds, there's a lot of sexual dimorphism, and that's because the male has to be able to draw off predators. <laughs> exactly. But, but Conyers, you either have to DNA sex them or use UHLE. But they're both about the same size, so. They're both able to fight them off anyway. And the yeah. other thing, That's I, part here. the human you're American. Not gonna ask, you're not going to ask what the UHLE method is? Nope. Of determining the sex? What well, is the, I, the I, method? I will, the UHLE is until he lays eggs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ah, I've heard that, that okay. one with uh, many, many birds. The human um, American male is actually changing the sexual dimorphism thing when it comes to boobs. Uh, yeah. I do Particularly that. in America. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have noticed that as well. <laughs> but so, so considering why exactly would you have a sexual dimorph in the first place? Well, yeah, I want to know. I want to know exactly. Well, depending on the dimorphism, uh, sexual selection is the most common reason. Uh, many of them uh, go by being able to. Am I being here to hear you again? Yes, we are hearing you. We're just okay. actually being polite. <laughs> And, and letting you talk, which is unusual, but continue. No, I was just making sure because I couldn't hear anything at all here for a moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the selection can be very many different things, like the colorations. Like you, like Matt said, uh, there's a 
colorations for making the male birds flashy, which helps with uh, the males fighting off the fe- uh, fighting off uh, anything that would hurt the females, and the females feel that uh, go for the more flashy ones because if you survived and you're that flashy, hey, you've got to be tough. Uh, <clears throat> so it minimizes competition in many of them, many different dimorphisms. Uh, because of population scarcity, they have some. And uh, just in other cases, like the Black Widow, uh, it's just food to feed the babies. How common is that in spiders, actually? Because we see that the, you know, the Black Widow will eat the male afterwards. But is, is that common in spiders? Well, it's, not in, it's not in every case, but the Black Widow will tend to eat the male. And the male has to be fairly crafty to avoid that. Yeah. And it's, I have been reading more on the spiders, a bit more on the spiders, and it does seem like a lot of spiders, there is this, uh, this form of situation where the males are smaller and the females do try to eat them. Um, however, like the praying mantis, where the females are larger and the males are primarily decapitated. Right, exactly. And it's a reference of um, why would you be committing uh, copulatory suicide? And a lot of times there's more males or a lot more males than females. And they have to go a long, long, long way to find a female. Therefore, hey, it's worth it. <laughs> sure. Did I act Yes, you did, love. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, see that, uh, we see that in, you know, with um, different types of bugs too, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. A side question, Mad Cat. How is copulatory suicide not the name for a metal band? <laughs> I really don't know, but I think it would be a great name for a, for a metal band. Copulatory suicide. We've got a that, that must be one hell of an o- that must be one hell of an orgasm to make it worth it. <laughs> right. Well, well if you have about... to wait that long and that long to find the female, maybe it is. Think about these but bugs. But they also found the, hmm? these bugs that basically their, their penis is a spike, and they inject, you know, they they stab the abdomen, and then they break off the penis and run. And yeah, I <laughs> I saw somewhere that uh, some types of ducks will grow a penis every year that basically happens to meet the fashion that year happens to meet the meet all the criteria that they need you know whether it needs to be corkscrew shaped or whether it needs to be ultra long or whatever and then at the end of the season that penis just kind of uh withers away and they make a new one the next year i didn't know that that, that's different than horns (laughs) their penis is like one of the longest in, in the animal kingdom well it isn't it it can be Uh, it's 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 because they it's because they happen to they basically evolve it that way if it needs to happen that way in that year why would it be different year to year that's an interesting question because the females i don't have the article right in front of me it made sense at the time but right Hmm. now i'm going uh i'm kind of shaking my head going they grow a new penis every year yeah i didn't i didn't know that was the and why do yeah. I not have duck DNA? <laughs> it, that is that is quite interesting, um, considering there are animals which ha- do have a different kind of penis comparatively, but I've never heard of one that actually grew a new one each year. I mean, there's the corkscrew with the pigs, uh, yeah. so that stays there. There's the dogs. Uh, most dogs do have, have a knot. Actual, yeah, they have the knot, plus 
Uh, dogs, bears, badgers, wolverines, and such also do have a bone in there. Uh, <clears throat> and there's other animals as well. So the differences uh, basically made a, made for what their species goes through. And in a lot of cases, it seems like uh, made for the ability to actually rape female or whatsoever. Um like hyenas, you look at them, they're some of the weirdest creatures ever because the female also have a, uh, a form of penis. But they actually can push out their uterus from that so that they don't get raped. Yeah. Okay. Well, let plus, me tell you something. I am plus getting when they're some wild in cartoons, new... they sound like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoopi would love that kind of stuff, yes. So... I'm getting some wild new ideas right now for my Scrooge McDuck fetish. <laughs> I bet you uh, are. I bet you hey, are. David hey. Tennant's voicing him right now, so I'm sure there's a lot of women that have a is Scrooge he? McDuck fetish going on right now. <laughs> yeah, the new DuckTales. Oh, David nice. Tennant is voicing Scrooge. Hey, I'm going to go he ahead and drop out of here, voice. guys. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, I, I bet there's going to be a whole new Scrooge McDuck um, uh, fetish. It brought up now a lot of fan fiction yeah a lot of interesting fan fiction yeah (laughs) oh Oh, where did we've been recording okay we're an hour and 14 minutes in yeah so we could do Uh, ghosts or we could or we could move them move what the ghost stuff yeah i guess we might as well move it okay we'll move it all right well move the ghost stuff all right so we'll we'll end on strange penises strange penises (laughs) All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. And, and I guess that's a, another one in the duck can. Part of the tail. <laughs> wow. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.